Welcome to Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. I'm your host, a 22-year-old barista from sunny Orange County, California. I road tripped around America for three months in my car, visiting over 100 coffee shops in 30 different states. I interviewed coffee professionals all over the country while evaluating the coffee and culture of coffee shops. Upon my return, I started Coffee Boss to help others who want to learn more about what it takes to break into the coffee industry, the second biggest commodity in the world. Many baristas have a dream of starting their own shops, and I do too. Coffee Boss is a resource to help all of us achieve our coffee goals together and learn what we need to do to become coffee bosses. Hello, welcome to Coffee Boss. Hope you're having a great day. Um, I am going to be making a unique episode today. Um, I had this crazy idea that it would be fun to show you guys some of the raw footage recordings from when I went around America to some shops. Um, so when I went to shops around America, um, if you if this is news to you, please listen to my first episode where I explain what I did. Um, but when I went to coffee shops around America, I would record my conversations with the baristas or owners, whoever I was talking to. And so I have over a hundred recordings on my phone on voice memos, and I was listening back to them as I do. Um, And I had this idea. So this first recording is from a coffee shop that I visited called Theory Coffee Roasters. They're out in Redding, California. That's NorCal. Um, And I think that it was a really cool um, opportunity to uh, get to go to this coffee shop. So I wanted to share the recording and um, just share this conversation with you guys. What was your name? Kesley. Kesley. I'm Noah. Nice to meet you. you. I love that name. Okay, so my question that I like to kick off with for everyone is how does this shop do things differently than other shops when it comes to coffee and then culture? Okay. That's a good question. Uh, I think that the name of like theory, because we're called theory and we were theory collaboratives, so we like collaborated two different roasters. Okay. Also, one. talk loud. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're whispering. I'm like, know, hold I'm, on. I'm a, I like it, but I'm like, wait. <laughs> we did two different like roasters into one, and so we were theory collaborative, which okay. I think is something very different, like that we do with coffee. So we. And what does that off, mean? It's just like, two different shops that collaborate. Not even shops, just roasters. Oh, roasters. So we, we have our own roastery right, like right across the okay. hall, like the glass like window. Um, that's where we roast, and so we roast in house, which is really really cool, and. We're now theory, uh, like coffee roasters, is what we're called instead of collaborative. Okay. But um, for coffee, we do, I don't know what other shops do. So it's like, I Well, mean, that I, sounds epic in itself. Yeah. <laughs> but why is your roasting, or what makes your guys' roasting special? Like, what do you guys do? In, or what do, what do you like about it? Let's well, just, let me like just that ask that. I like that. know the origin of the coffee. Like, we like get to know the farmer's name. 
yeah. and like the community that we're like getting the copy from. Yeah. Like, I think that's really cool because it's not just this like transaction. It's like very personal. Got where like our roasters have a relationship with like the farmers in like Guatemala and Ethiopia and Colombia, wherever we're getting the beans from, like Mexico yeah. too. Okay. That's really cool. That is and, unique. Yeah. It's Usually cool. it's just we, like, like have the name on the like on the coffee bags that are like over on the corner. We have like the name of the farm or the farmer or whoever like labeled on there so it's like not just something we know but like i read every coffee bag that i get so i like would read it all and could see that it's and did your owner how did he do that or the owners i don't know i don't know how he did it okay. by just communicating and asking yeah. questions i guess what's their back do you know any background or anything on my owner yeah he was one of the he was one of the collaborators but I don't know. I've only been working here for eight months, or for oh. four months. So it's new. Yeah, I've only lived here for eight months. Where are you from? Arkansas. What? Yeah, or cool. Texas. I came from Arkansas. What brought I'm you here? Um, I'm a social worker during the week. Okay. And I'm a barista on the weekend. You're hustling. Which, yeah, which could just lead me into your culture part of the question. Yeah. Of like, theory brings culture and the community in a way that I work seven days a week for two different jobs and like want to be here because of like just that I mean being yeah. able to do this. And I've heard this from several baristas yeah. and I'm very intrigued how that works because as someone who wants to open my own coffee shop okay. how in. can I give me tips on how to cultivate something like that? I think it's like um what do you like from your boss that makes you want to do that? I like kindness, like just being a customer before I started working here, just like being like acknowledged and like looked at and like asked questions about my day and what I'm doing. Like that all just seemed very intentional and not just like, again, just like a transaction. That we're just like get your coffee and give me your money yeah. type of thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. it was very like. So you came here before you worked, worked here? here? Yeah. Just as a to work on homework or no, just to get coffee? No, so I just to get coffee and read or. Okay. You wanted to be here. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to be here. Because you moved from a new place. Yeah. And yes. I mean, I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, so, clearly, you're so good at it. You're, you're just around. I was never, I wasn't like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard to get to that point. It is hard. And, but, like, I think that whenever you can be personal and have this interaction with people, it makes it easier. You know? Yeah. And just coming as you are, like, theory, just, like, let the people just come together as you are. Ready is unique because it's, like, that whole your church yeah oh okay tell me more about that so i'm also christian okay i didn't know that this was this isn't we're not associated with bethel but a lot of like bethel bethel has a school of supernatural ministry and so that is here in reading so like a lot of like i had no idea bethel students come that's cool yeah so like i love i'm a fan of bethel and i had no idea that i was i was kind of like okay i'm just gonna stop here i have no idea but yeah what a surprise so like that's like a lot of interactions of people and like a lot of some resources. I didn't come here for that school or the church. Yeah. Um, I go to a different church in town, but um, a lot of the resources here also work or go to, like did Bethel school. So like they'll come do their homework or do their small groups or whatever. So are a lot of people that work here really like um I hate to say that word are like believers. I would say so. Okay. And how did that? Does he? Do you think they? higher believers or do you think no. that that's just how it works like, out because yeah. of the Bethel and all there's that. a lot of people too that are like um, like I'm, I'm kind of going through like a deconstructing phase 
of like religion. Yeah. Um, but not in a like, like I mean, I go to church. I'm starting an discipleship program. It's like very like immersed in like church culture, but we like are more focused on the Reading community rather than like the church community that's like within the Reading community. If that makes right. sense. So that um, makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. There's no like a little bit of out. Just, like, but people that go to church work here, but people that don't go to church work here. So how do you see that, like, since there's a good amount of believers working here, how do you see that working in your community as you're working? Do you see that being a good thing, a bad thing? Uh, or people? does it help people, you know, work together? It, yeah, it leads to kindness, too. Like I was kind of saying, people that, like, believe in God want to be kind to people, right? It's like, how about the people that maybe aren't believers but are working around people that are? How does that? How do you see that? I just think like relationally, like if you just have or like start a relationship, start a conversation, be relational, be adaptable, like and not impose values and beliefs. But just keep people. it real. <laughs> yeah, keep it real. Be honest. Like I don't have to believe something for me to get along with somebody else who believes something. You know, or like vice versa. Yeah. So I think that that's something that I've seen behind like the bar and out here people are like just honest and open and have relationships too. Well that's really rad to hear yeah. because I mean for me I've learned I was business major so I learned a lot about like this stuff and there's even laws about how you could have a staff of people where you require something like yeah. religion and stuff and there's pros and cons to that. Yeah. Like there's this if I wasn't to do that you have this but if I wanted to do something where it's like okay I do want my staff to all be on the same page that way we can have a mission to outpour into the community of Reading or whatever that's a pro so I'm trying to kind of see what I would want to do and see both sides so that really helps me out hearing your perspective Uh, I really appreciate that well I don't want to take up I hope you guys enjoyed that interview from theory coffee roasters um that's a very cool shop and i was very pleasantly surprised when i found out that it was bethel's um that they are home to the bethel um school i thought that was really cool um but it is not rare for baristas to be christian and so i love to talk to them about that and their experiences so that's one thing that um, a commonality that I found. So one of the next people or shops and people that I'm going to share with you is a shop in Seattle. And I wish I had the name of the shop for you. I'm still trying to recover the name because this was a very new shop. And the owner what reminded me a lot of myself in the future, maybe. Um, hopefully he uh, had just started his shop and he's very knowledgeable about the industry um, especially in Seattle and so he talks about he dives into that um, and I, I thought his insight was really interesting and so I wanted to share that with you um, so my question for you is how does this shop do things differently than other coffee shops when it comes to coffee the coffee you guys make and then the culture of your shop um in so much as like this is a representation of a specialty coffee so i wouldn't really say i'm trying to do anything different i'm trying to do things uh that are 
that are established, you know, and just trying to do them as, as good as you possibly can. Okay. Um, like, the Specialty Coffee Association has like a lot of resources that exist out there, and I feel like the industry as a whole is like stronger when that information is like used and you know, I feel like it improves collaboration among, you know, baristas and, you know, in the coffee community itself um, when, you know, you have more, uh, like, established principles, you know, and that can have to do with coffee, but it can also have to do with, like, hospitality and, like, customer service principles. Um, so we try to, I guess, you know, measure ourselves against the best coffee shops that I know of and just try to like you know just kind of always be asking myself the question of like can we make this coffee taste better can we do a better job you know at service you know how can we make customer experience improve and that's kind of a question every day you know yeah. um, so I don't think you know nothing too crazy uh, the thing, the one thing that I guess that I do try to do differently that I think is a big opportunity is approachability. Um, like coffee shops, especially like high-end coffee shops that serve like really nice coffee, there's a little bit of maybe pretension or you know a little bit of like there's a guard up sometimes uh, where it can be hard to approach baristas and have a conversation about coffee that's very simple. Um, so I try to think about approachability and like family friendly anybody, any age or background or level of, you know, knowledge can enjoy an excellently made cup of coffee. So that's kind of, I guess that's what I try to do differently. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's really common, if I'm being honest. It's super common and really cool. I think one thing that I've noticed, and I'm still, like, super new at this, I think... But one thing that I've noticed is, like, I think the coffee market as a whole spending a lot of money educating the public on coffee, <laughs> like, specialty coffee. Yeah. And I think in the past we saw that with, like, Starbucks. Like, Starbucks was educating people on coffee. Now, all these smaller coffee shops like you guys, for example, and all these other ones are opening and they're trying to make coffee approachable so they're having they're training their staff on everything and teaching them everything and then they're teaching all their customers and i think in the next maybe five maybe 10 15 years people are gonna know like they're gonna learn a lot more because of the amount of money you're spending on these people and i see it like I don't think coffee is beer or wine because it's so different. You have to make it and people can't just buy it. But it's similar in the way that, like, people didn't know anything about beer before. They just bought, like, Coors Light and stuff. Maybe some people did drink IPA, but in the last, like, however many years, now people know, everyone knows, like, about beer because of breweries. So I see that and I see this industry like booming in the next years. I mean it's been 20 years of pretty constant consistent progress and I see no reason why that's gonna like and the more the more customers know about everything they consume you know the better I feel like that trend is happening more and more uh, where like there are stories involved with all these products they did come from somewhere yeah. someone made them you know uh, 
so the, the more we know, the better, like, the more transparent. About, like, farmers are you talking about? Okay. Yeah. But just, like, what it is, like, what coffee is. It's like a tropical seed of a tropical fruit. It comes from the other side of the world. So that it passes through a lot of hands. Um, yeah, like, part of the reason why I need to have staff and stuff here is because um, wanting to do more uh, customer education in terms of, uh, like, weekly coffee tastings and not anything, like, super formal or, you know, not, like, paid classes or anything, but, like, yeah. just, like, free... Friday afternoons, do like a coffee cupping or some some other kind of coffee tasting thing, and I just think like that little little bits of knowledge I think really help customers kind of like follow the breadcrumbs to the kinds of coffees they like, um, and when they when they feel like they are taking that journey rather than someone's like leading them on that journey, I think that's better. Yeah. It is. It's cool because it's like more authentic, yeah. you know. Sure. People feel like that's how I. That's how I had to learn about coffee. It's like every job. So I was gonna ask you because you're like, it's yeah. like a little bit of the, the puzzle, you know. I'm just kind of figuring out what I didn't know was kind of more important than figuring out what I knew. You know? And I've had pretty good opportunities to go to. You know, coffee conventions and travel the country a little bit for my for my work. Uh, so it's yeah, it's been it's kind of weird to think back on you know the whole. It's been like 15 years of working in coffee. Wow. Okay. Uh, and like here, it's just and now strange. it's here. Yeah. That's I, don't know, so I, I guess this is where my journey ends. I don't know. Well, I think it's just. I mean, it's been a long time in the making, but I think it's probably just starting now. This is probably the dream, right? Something like that. Or at least mine. I'm like, this is what I want. <laughs> it's, it's weird when it, when it actually exists. Because it, yeah. it feels like a, you know, like a, a baby or something. Like, I mean, it's, it's fragile and it needs to be, like, nurtured. To be there every single know? second. Or it feels like that. It doesn't have to be me making coffee, but I always feel like there should be, like, some sort of goal in mind or some like you know shared um, effort you know yeah. and as a business owner like knowing where that direction is I feel like is important for me yeah well I think it's so cool that I came in here today because I think I don't think I've come into a place that's like just starting out you know and that's like kind of like, I've gone to some places that are newer, but they weren't doing so great. Like, I couldn't, I could tell they weren't going to do well, but this place, it's like, okay, you're pretty legit, and you're starting, and, like, I could see, like, I want to follow along, you know? So, I'm excited that I came in today. Um, yeah, yeah, and I would love to, so part of my, I'm going to stop this, part of, again, I apologize for the quality of that interview i know that it's really hard to hear him um this was early in the morning at his shop we were upstairs just to kind of paint the picture we were upstairs in this like loft and um it was the morning my last morning in seattle before i was leaving for idaho and so i really wanted to check out another couple shops before i left seattle um because we were doing so much in seattle that i didn't get to go to as many coffee shops as I wanted. Um, it's really hard to travel 
and do this project um, because you want to balance it all out. I apologize for the noise in the background. My mom is doing dishes and this is like the only time I had to get this episode out. And so, um, yeah, just that's for real. Um, wish I could just like have a sexy recording studio and stuff, but I'm literally recording on the floor. Um, anyways, so the next one I'm going to show you is a episode or I'm like losing it. The next one I'm going to show you is a recording from a, I'm like, which one am I showing you? It's from Boulder, Colorado. And this was a really cool coffee shop that I went to with my, one of my best friends, Katie. Um, she showed it to me because she goes to University of Boulder and she's a graduate now. Um, but this one's really unique and it's unique in a way that some people don't like. And this is a very short recording, um, but I just thought I'd share it and you'll probably find some of these same commonalities um, that you'll, I want to see if you pick up on the commonalities. So here away. So, can my question I like to kick off with is how does this shop do things differently than other coffee shops when it comes to the way you guys do your coffee, like the way you make coffee, and then the culture of your shop, the way the community and that sort of thing? So, something that um, we do really differently is that we don't have Wi Fi. You don't have Wi Fi. Yeah. So, that's something that's, that's very different from our shop from other ones and it like creates a totally different culture where like people come here like there's some people working on their laptops but people come here to like have meetings and like catch up with friends and like not to just take their zoom calls um and it creates like a really interesting culture because like we have more people rotating in and out and like people come here for the social experience like it's it's not quiet in here like we play whatever music we want we play a lot of like reggae a lot of fish a lot of Today we play cake. Maddie and I like to listen to cake. Um, but I've never heard cake, but I like it. They're very awesome. Cool. Um, and so, yeah, we, we like are very, I guess, like eclectic group. Um, and the no Wi-Fi thing really like changes the culture because it creates like a social atmosphere. And like there's plenty of other shops in Boulder or like the freaking library where people can go and use Wi-Fi and do that kind of stuff. That's, I've never seen that before. It's really, really important for like developing the way that our shop feels. Because like if you you should go online and read our Yelp reviews. Because yeah. all the like all the one star reviews are like these people should have Wi-Fi. Yeah. And then all the other ones are like so bad they don't have Wi-Fi. So like it's very like energetic and like you either like it or you don't i love it like i yeah i mean you're look how busy it is enough people like it so that's good exactly i'm all for that another thing we do that i really like is we have um we have guest roasters so we have our core roaster which is sweet blue yeah where are they out of they're here. Oh, so in, they're a in local. House. They're a local roaster. They're out of um, like Inglewood, which is like 45 minutes away. Um, they're really great. Like just 
lovely, lovely roaster and like super high quality. So they're like our foundation roaster. And then we also rotate um, different roasters from like across the country to like create more variety and just like give people variety so that like we can learn about totally different types of coffee and like it's really exciting. It's also exciting for me since like I get to try a whole bunch of coffee from like everywhere. Um, and How long just, have you been in coffee? Been in coffee about a year and a half. Okay. Um, I've been here for six months. I used to work at Steam Espresso Bar, which it, I don't know how long you're in Denver, but they're incredible. Cool. Um, yes. Also, Jamie and Right down the road, like, they do a great job. Do you have a pen? Do you have a pen? Yeah. Can I write this? Or if you, maybe after you could write down a bunch. Yeah. That'd be dope. I'll write down a big list. Cool. Um, what else? Yeah, so our guest roaster right now is Kuma Coffee. They're out of, um, they're out of Seattle. And, yeah, they're just, they're, like, amazing. They're so cool. They're a very small roaster, which is something that's cool. Like, the biggest roaster that we've had, I think, is Onyx. All the other ones are, like, Onyx. Onyx, yeah. Um, they're very, like, most of the roasters we have are pretty small scale. Um, and really cool. And, like, it's small business supporting small business. So like if somebody only wanted to like be out once a week. Alright, so I hope you enjoyed that one. Um and this last one is literally just a basic shop that I thought was cool, but I just thought I'd show it to you guys because this is um pretty much I mean there were the diamonds in the rough shops, but this is just a really um you know, spot on basic shop. I thought it was cool, but um, I the reason why I'm showing this, and I'll I'll reiterate after you listen to it, but um, I just want to show you like you don't need to have a crazy concept to be a successful coffee shop. It's really just a passion and what works for you. And this guy um, really made that prevalent with his shop, and so he you know he had an idea and it worked for him and his wife. And so I just want to show that to you guys um, because people think they have to conform to what would work for the market. And that is true, but you can also tie that into what works for your passions and um, what works for, you know, what you want to do and your goals. So take a listen. So the question I like to kick off with is, how does this shop do things differently than other shops when it comes to your coffee, the way you guys make your coffee, get it, um, and then the culture of your shops? Well, I would say that I would classify us as a third wave coffee shop. Okay. Um, a lot of smaller, local, independent shops, you know, kind of are considered third wave. Uh, and probably has to do with like the beans, you know, using 
small local uh, roasteries, um, opposed to like you know larger chains like Starbucks kind of thing. Uh, so we use Huckleberry Coffee, and we use Corvus Coffee, and we also use uh, Edison Coffee. Okay. Uh, Huckleberry and Corvus are local roasters, and uh, Edison is from Texas, uh, and we just like them as a company, so we just okay. use them every once in a while. So I would say that's what makes us a little unique. But we're the, our most unique feature is that we're also a plant shop. Yeah. Yeah. So my wife wanted a plant shop. I wanted Are you the a owner? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Perfect. So uh, she wants a plant shop. I wanted a coffee shop. So we opened a plant coffee shop. Okay. So that's what makes us different, I guess. And uh, I've yeah. seen this combination before. Yeah. Um, how does it work for you guys? And how long have you been open? Uh, we used to have a coffee stall in a food hall. Uh, and I was, and what's a coffee years. stall? Like a little Sorry. stall in like a little food hall. You know oh. what I mean? So it was just... It was like a stand type a stand, of thing? Yeah. Okay. And we, we had that for a few years. And then COVID and everything happened. And then our lease was up. So we just closed it. And then uh, we opened up this shop almost a year ago. Okay. Next month will be our one year anniversary kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So when it comes to culture, yeah. um, how does the plants and the coffee come together? They don't the really, people that... but they kind of work together. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't make sense, but it kind of makes sense. Exactly. I yeah. see it. Yeah. I'm just curious from know. your perspective. I don't know, I don't know how it yeah. works. People like coffee shop culture. A lot of it and is then the plants uh, go aesthetically, with it. you know what I mean? Like good coffee shops, you know, have like an aesthetic to them. And the plants help our aesthetic, so. And do people, like, like do you guys make a lot of sales on plants? Yeah, I mean, if it was one or the other, I probably wouldn't uh, be doing as well. But because yeah. I'm utilizing our 1,500 square feet as much as possible, you know, like two different businesses, basically yeah. in one space kind of thing. I found that, like, when I go to, been going to a lot of coffee shops. <laughs> around the country and I really enjoy the ones that are off the beaten path in these kinds of warehouse areas. Yeah. Um, and honestly it's because we rent super here and stuff so yeah, yeah and you can do so much more. Yeah totally. so um, that's really interesting. Well I hope you enjoyed that last recording from Plant Coffee um, in Denver it was definitely one of those shops that was cool. Very, I, It's a great vibe, and I would go there if I lived there in town. Um, but on the broad scale of things, since I have visited so many shops, um, nothing crazy. Um, but I just thought I'd share it with you because, like I said, you really don't have to have any crazy idea to open a shop. It's all about the demographic of your location what they're looking for and creating community and stuff. So um, anyways, that leads right into the common themes of these episodes that I want to share with you that I picked up on. Um, and what these are just things that if you're thinking of starting a shop, whether you're a young barista or you already are in the midst of starting your own shop, um, these are things across the board that people are doing. And so you might want to consider being on trend with it um, or not being on trend with it and just evaluating if this is even important or not. 
Um, and that could be a whole other conversation, but they all talk about how they roast their own beans. They have unique bean origins. They do in-house roasting. Um, a lot of coffee shops do that. Um, all, a lot of these, I think there is one that did it in this, um, or they, but they pride themselves on where they source the coffee. And in relation to that, they all, a lot of these shops pride themselves on the farmer relations. So that's really interesting. Um, that's something that kind of, I think people who, a lot of people are looking at that stuff, um, across the board. So that's just something I learned and considered when I was doing this, like, wow, a lot of shops are roasting their beans roasting their own beans in house they're using unique bean origins and they're finding this farmers themselves and sourcing it from the farmers and they're talking about how they are paying them a fair wage like these are things that are not only great and you know moral but also marketable and so in order to quote unquote um i don't want to say keep up with the joneses but be able to compete in the market at a wide scale. Um, it seems like these are important things. And then, you know, just going to these shops, people, the baristas all say they love their job and that they were customers before they were baristas. And they talk about um, like what in theory coffee roasters, she was talking about how the community is, huge there and the community can it looks different at all these shops right you know one shop people love plants one shop people don't want wi-fi one shop they're christian you know like so what kind of community can you cultivate like what what could you do well because you can't try to cultivate like you can't try to have a coffee shop with people that you don't even vibe with so that's important but the theme is is that they all have some sort of community that people have but then at the same time they want they all talk about how it's open to anyone like people can come as they are but obviously it's attracting a specific kind of person at the end of the day like those are the regulars you know um so i think that's cool so kind of thinking who are my regulars and i think that plays a huge key into the location like Obviously, Redding, California is way different than Boulder, Colorado. And Boulder, Colorado is way different than Seattle. So, you know, the people that go to those shops are, it's, it's a lot of like local and feeling um, at home, you know, but that feels different in each location. So wherever you are, like here in SoCal, it's a lot of surf, outdoor, you know, surfing and like chill vibe but in, in these other places it might be more mountain you know so that's kind of something it's so basic like these are such basic things but like these are the answers i got and i think sometimes people overhype and over like they complicate these things and they complicate like if i'm going to start a coffee shop i have to really learn do this and know that and do this and know that it's like well you really just have to know what you want what you really like and want you know because that's how all these places made it and so um god share these things and obviously there's a lot of cool parts to these conversations that 
don't even have anything to do with themes. So that's why I wanted to share them anyways, is just so you can hear them and feel, uh, you know, experience a little bit of what I experienced. And you can also watch the videos that um, I post on social media or go through the Instagram page, Coffee Boss Instagram page. Um, if you want to see more pictures, and I'm going to try and be a little bit more active on there. I don't, I'm not a big social media person, but I'm trying to kind of, um, I'm hoping to get a balance of like sharing stuff for this purpose. So that's like, you know, so people can feel the vibes. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy that I was able to have this idea come to me. Um, because I was like, why did I not think of that? Um, so I'm happy I could share some of these recordings and I hope I can share more recordings, maybe along the lines of a different theme, because there's so many, I can't just share them all for no reason. So I'm trying to like think of themes to share for episode ideas. Um, so if you have a specific theme, um, let me know. I'm going to keep thinking too. And, um, yeah. And then life update stuff. Um, cause why not? Um, I, I'm liking my new job. I just started a new job like a month and a half ago at a property management company. And so it's super fun. Um, And obviously that's not coffee, but I love, um, I want to someday have my own coffee shop still, but obviously you got to pay the bills and um, I'm trying to start a career here in this industry too. And I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. And I feel like that's, just um i share that because i feel like a lot of people don't know what they're doing but you just kind of do stuff and you figure it out with time so that's what i'm doing and hopefully this thing continues and you can kind of come along with me and see what's up um but yeah it's super fun and i'm liking the job so far and i'm able to go to bear coast coffee every day and get my or almost every day and get my coffee um, on my lunch break and see my friends. So that's really fun. Um, And yeah, so yeah, I was thinking about maybe doing like a little off-brand episode about post-grad with a friend from college or something um, just to kind of talk about like how, you know, the transition is and how hard because literally I graduated in April last year and it's April right now. I'm recording this in April, but I don't know when it's going to go up. So, yeah, so it's like, that's crazy. It's been a year now almost since graduation and a lot has happened. Um, But it's crazy how everyone's in different places. So, yeah, like different places in life. And so I think, you know, it'd be cool to share a little bit about that on here because I think a lot of people listening are this age around, you know, the young adult age. And I feel like post-grad has been treating me well. Like I've been able to figure it out. Thank God I've been praying and stuff like that. Like he's, God's been helping me. I didn't do it myself, but um, yeah, I just think I could share something. Like there's a lot that I've learned that has helped me. And I know a lot of my friends, I know a lot of people that are struggling with post-grad because it's hard to meet people and it's not like college or, high school where it's like you're around people all the time. So something I want to share more about. So if that's something that's interesting, let me know. Um, But yeah, 
that wraps it up for this. And um, I'm excited for some of the upcoming episodes that I have in the works, some cool interviews coming up. Um, and yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun to do something a little different here. So, um, anyways, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Coffee Boss. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. I'm so grateful you listened to this episode. Follow us on Instagram at Coffee Boss with Noah Schloss. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me out by leaving a small review. If you have any feedback, ideas, questions, or just want to geek out with coffee with me, please leave a DM or send an email to coffeeboss with noahschloss at gmail.com. I will try my best to get back to you promptly. And as always, share this episode with a friend or even a staff member, coworker, or your coffee boss. And tune in for the next episode of Coffee Boss. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.